Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. Please take a minute and email us your story at newlifewoc at aol.com. As we continue to share the truth of God's word all around the world, we encourage you to partner with us financially at newlifewoc.com. Thanks again. Enjoy today's message from Pastor Anthony Jones. What we try to do is we try to um, put salvation and everything else in the same mixing bowl. And, and you can't do that. You got it. Salvation stands all by itself. And it's Jesus and nothing else. This is why, this is why Jesus said, I am the truth. I am the way. I am the life. No man cometh to the Father except by what? Me. So as it relates to my salvation and your salvation, it's Jesus and nothing else. Now, as it relates to you living the God kind of life in the earth, then that's going to require something else. You got it? And this is what we're talking about You get, um, as we're looking at this series that we're talking about, the blessing. You got to mark the power of the blessing. And we're going to begin to uncover some things that we have not uncovered before that even though you got it, I'm saved. You got it. I can live a life that is not being empowered by the blessing. You got it? And we're going we're gonna to look at this and we'll see this in Scripture. And this is what's going on in the lives of a lot of believers. They're saved because salvation came by them believing, you got it, that he was crucified for my sins, he was buried, and he was what? Resurrected in three days. Salvation came to you the moment you believed that. All right? But now you're saved, but you're not living the blessed life. You got it? Now, that's because there are some other things you're not doing. I think it's Hebrews 6 and 9 says that there are some things that accompany salvation, which means there are some things that come with salvation. But salvation, which you, what, what I have to understand and what you have to understand and what all believers have to understand, that alone stands by itself. It's Jesus and nothing else. Never get that confused. All right? But we don't only just want to have access to eternal life, you got it, um, I want to live the God kind of life in earth. I want, I want to live the life that God has ordained or called for me to live from the foundation of the world. You know, I want to have everything that comes with my salvation. Now, if, in order for me to have that, and I'm talking, what I'm talking about, I'm talking about healing, I'm talking about health, I'm talking about relationships, I'm talking about all, I want all of it. Now, in order to have that, there's going to be some other things that I'm going to have to do. You got it? Which means you can be saved, but you actually live a life that is influenced and affected by the curse. And I'm going to show you this. I'm going to show you this in Scripture today. All right? So y'all ready? All right. But I had, I had to start off, you know, by laying that out there because so many people get confused and they think, you know, that all of this other stuff is impacting their salvation. No. Salvation stands alone. And, one, and listen now, and once you're saved, as long as you keep believing, you got it, that Christ was crucified for your sins, you got it, that, that, that he was buried, and that he got up in three days, ain't nothing can take your salvation. When I, when I say nothing, nothing. Now can, now, now, can you lose your salvation? Yes, if you stop believing that. I tell people all the time, have you, uh, I don't know why I'm here this morning, but have you ever believed something one day, but then you didn't believe something, whatever you believed that day, you didn't believe it next week? So that means you stopped believing what you once were. Believe. And salvation is based on what you were. So if you ever stop believing that, that's why the Bible uses this word continueth. Or, or believeth, the E-T-H. It means something that you got it. You don't believe just that moment. You got it. You continue. Paul said it like this. He says, if you will keep these things in your memory, then your believing won't be in vain. But if you don't keep these things in your memory, that means that your believing can be what? In vain. But once I believe that, I'm saved. I don't care what I do. I don't care what mistakes I make. You got it. Nothing can touch that. But now when it talks about living this blessed life in earth, there are some things that accompany that. You're going to have to do some things. All right? So this is what we're going to begin to look at. 
All right. So now we defined the blessing um, um, a couple of weeks ago, and we defined the blessing as this intangible empowerment on my life for prosperity and success in life given to me as a child of God. Now, when we talk about when we talk about prosperity, you got it and success. I am not just talking about financial gain. You got it. No, I am talking about doing well in life. Or you can talk about wholeness. All right. So when we when we when we when, when we talk about prosperity and the only thing that comes to your mind is financial gain, you're really missing prosperity because financial gain or, or increase in that area is only just a slice of the pie of prosperity. It's not the whole pie. You got. It? But when, it, when we talk about prosperity, what I want y'all to understand is I'm talking about wholeness in life. And the best description you can get of this is, go to Psalms, Psalms 35, one of the best, you know, descriptions you can get of this, is Psalms 35, 35, and um, 27. Psalm, Psalms 35, Psalms 35 and 27. All right? Psalm, Psalms 35 and uh, verse 27, it reads, it says, Let them shout for joy and be glad. That favor my righteous cause, yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be what? Magnified, watch this, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Now, when you look at that word prosperity there, it is, it is really the Hebrew word shalom. You got it? And when you look at that word, he, that Hebrew word shalom, it simply means, you know, peace, wholeness, you got it? In every area of your what? Life. When you talk about wholeness, you're talking about completeness. You got it? So, so as far as God is concerned, when, he, when we, he's talking about he takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants, he takes pleasure in you doing well in every area of your, in your life. He wants you doing well in your health. He wants you doing well in your relationships. And yes, he wants you doing well in your what? Finances. And guess what? He says that pleases me. All right, and, and, you, have, and you, you and I have to understand that God is pleased when we prosper. So, as it relates to the blessing, the blessing on my life will cause me to do well in life in every area of my life. The blessing is the root that produces the fruit, all right? So, it was the creative intent of God, the blessing. The blessing is, is in God's creative intent. He really, listen, he didn't intend for man to live in the earth without the empowerment of the blessing. All right, go to Genesis. Go to Genesis. Go to Genesis 1. Very common passage of scripture. Genesis 1, verse 28. Genesis 1, verse 28. And it reads, it says, and God, what? Blessed them and said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every, every living thing that moveth upon the what? Earth. So in the beginning, in the initial tent, God what? He blessed man or he empowered man to live in the earth. Now, I tell you, when you read scripture, you got to understand that God has something that we don't have. The Bible calls it foreknowledge. You got it? He, listen, he already knows what's coming down the pipe. pipe. But why? Because he knows what? Everything. So, so listen, God knew that man was going to need the blessing in order to live in the what? Earth, even before he put him in the garden. All right, so, so, so God, listen, and this is what I tell, I tell people, that God is not reactive, he's proactive. All right, so what, what you have to understand, that God gave them initially everything that they was going to need in order to dominate or, have, or walk in this dominion in the what? Earth, all right? And it was his original intent. Now, in order to get a full understanding of the blessing, we must begin to look at the curse, all right, in order to get a full understanding 
of the blessing. Now, when someone is under a curse, they are experiencing loss in more than just natural goods. They experience failure in all capacities of life. The, cur the curse can affect one area, but it also can affect what? Multiple areas. You got it. A cursed person has a negative force that is working in their life against their every effort. You know, have you ever, you know, you, I, I don't know if it's been you or, or, or you know people, you got it, that may be like this. It's like, man, they can't never get ahead. I mean, like, it's like, I, I, don't, I don't care whatever they try to do, every time they try to take one step forward, they get knocked two steps back. It's like, I mean, there's always, there's always this negative influence, you got it, in their life. Now, we're going to answer this question. We're going to talk about this this morning because a lot of people don't understand it. Because they think just because you're blessed by God, you got it, you cannot have the influence of the curse in operation in your life. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you based off scripture because we're going to let scripture define it when I'm going to show you that you can be, watch this, blessed by God. You can be his what? People, but still have the curse in operation in your life. But it's simply your what? Choice. And this is why some folks, some folk, they just, I don't care. I don't care how much schooling they get. I don't care how much this they do. I don't care if they work five jobs, have a cat and a dog, and I don't care what they do. It just looked like, man, I can't never get ahead. Because they, they have this neg have this negative influence. You got this in operation in their life. Now, likewise, when someone is operating under the blessing, they are experiencing far more than increase in natural goods. They have a positive force working on their behalf in every endeavor that is bringing good fortune and success in every area of their life. All right? Now, like I said, here lies my question. Can a person who is blessed by God, his people, have a negative force operating in their life? Right. This is the question that we're going to answer this morning. Go to Romans 15 and 4. Let's start right here. Very, very common passage of Scripture. Romans, Romans 15 and 4. All right. Very powerful Scripture now because you got to understand this is Paul, you know, talking to the church. He says, watch this. He says, for whatsoever things were written aforetime, were written for our what? Learning. Now, what was Paul talking about when he was talking about those things that were written aforetime? He was basically talking about what was written in the old, what we call the Old Testament. Because that's all, listen, that's all they had. That, that was the writings that they had. So he says, now, what you got to understand, those writings, those scriptures, those things that were written aforetime, Watch this. They were written so we can learn something. So now if you stop reading Old Covenant or the Old Testament, there, there's going to be some things that you don't know. Because they, because they were written for your what? Learn. So you, you, you listen, you read them and you what? Learn from them. All right. Now, this is what this is what we go. This is what we're going to look at. We're going to look at this morning. Now. Go to Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28. Uh, I mean, let's just read verse 1. 1 and 2. 1 and 2. One and two. And it says, and it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to what? Do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. Watch this. And all these what? Blessings. Now, now let's look at this now because blessings are not the blessing. 
right? The blessings are the things that are produced by the blessing. All right? So now we look at this and we see, okay, that based off this, these blessings will be in my life, watch this, in simple terms, if I do what God said tells me to do. If I obey. That, that's, that's, that's simple. All right? Now, now flip over to verse, um, oh my, I had to flip in my Bible, to verse um, 16, 15. Verse 15. Now listen, we're learning from the scriptures. All right? Verse 16 says, But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all his what? Commandments and his statutes which I command thee this day. Watch this. That all these what? Curses shall come upon thee and shall what? Now, now, now. So when we look at the blessings and the cursings, we see that they are based on us either obeying God or not obeying God. Now, here's the point that I want to make where people miss it. All right. When they chose not to obey God, did they stop being God's people? No. They were, Israel was still God's people. All right. Now, let me ask you a question in here today. If you are saved, are you God's people? Okay. Now, when you don't obey God, do you stop being God's people? No. But when you disobey God, watch this, you allow this negative influence to have impact in your life. This is, come on, y'all. You, 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 got, you got to understand this. You don't stop being saved. Just like they didn't stop being Israel. But watch this, now they had this negative influence in operation in their life. And watch this, and it wasn't God causing it. Watch this, and it won't the devil. Oh, okay, okay. No, 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 no. It wasn't, listen, it wasn't God, and it wasn't the devil. Now, here's the question then. Well, where, where did the curse come from? Go back to Genesis. Come on, let's go to Genesis. Go to Genesis 1. Genesis, go to Genesis uh, Genesis 1, uh, not Genesis 1, I want to go to Genesis 3. I want to go to Genesis, Genesis 3. All right. Genesis 3, drop down to verse 17. Got it? And unto Adam he said, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I command thee this day, thou shalt not eat of it. So what he did, he did, watch this, what God told him not to do. He disobeyed. Now when he did, he says, watch this, cursed is the ground for thy what? Say, and sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy what? So he says, now, because you disobey me, Adam, he says, curse is the ground for your what? Say, or you can say it like this, curse is the earth. Now, watch this. God has not rescinded that. Okay, so now what, now, now, so what does that mean? If God has not rescinded the curse that was put in the earth, that means that the curse is still what? In the earth. This is why you see earthquakes. This is how you see hurricanes. This is why you see all this negative stuff that happens in the what? Earth. There are, there, it is a direct result of the what? Of the curse. All right? And this is what, this is what people don't understand because they see a hurricane. They say, well, why God do that? God didn't do that. that. That was simply an effect of the curse. Now, when we go into the millennial kingdom... You won't see hurricanes. You ain't going to see tornadoes. You ain't going to see all these vicious thunderstorms. You're not going to see all of that. 
Why? Because when Jesus come back the next time, you got it. He's going to do something about the curse. This is why you see, you see in, in, in the book of Revelation, he says, and I saw a new heaven, come on, and a new earth, you got it, because the first one what? Passed away. See, why did it have to pass away? Because, watch this, we got to have another one so that the curse is no longer there. Come on. That, that's no longer, there's no longer this effect or the impact that the curse has in the earth. So God is going to do something about that later, but he has not done anything about it. What? Now, so what he does for his people, he gives us something called the blessing. Jesus. And what the blessing does is the blessing on my life, watch this, overpowers the curse that's in the earth. Watch this. But its flow in my life is predicated on my obedience. It's predicated on my obedience. So when people pull you into disobedience, come on, doc, they're really fooling with your life. And this is important. This is what, this is what church folk don't understand. But we got to get this understanding of this. Because watch this. There's a scripture in the Bible that said the curse causeless don't come. Oh, you know what that means? If it's in operation, there's a reason why it's there. Okay, but in simple terms, it just ain't, it just ain't, it just ain't there. You got this negative influence that continues to happen over and over and over again in life. You all negative, so it's always happening. You got it. There's a reason for it. Now you can sit there and act like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, look at your life. Look at no, look at your life and look at the areas in your life where you're disobeying God. Okay, let's go back to this. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna go to a couple more scriptures because I know people have a tr- have a problem with it. Go to Deuteronomy 11. Now we're looking at. Listen, we're looking at old covenant. Why? So that we can what learn. Just like just like the children of Israel didn't stop being the children of Israel because they disobey God, we don't stop being saved because we disobey God. Simple. Just because you disobey God, God don't disown you once you save. But now what you did do is you probably opened up some doors that didn't need to be opened. Now this is I tell folk all the time. You can disobey. But once you continue in, the, continue in, this, in this area of disobeying God, you don't get to pick the areas that the curse impacts. You don't get to say, well, I'm going to disobey right here today, and then curse, you can have this area over here. No, you don't get to tell it what it's going to impact. You got it? Okay. Go to, go to Deuteronomy. What did I say? Do I say Deuteronomy? Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 11, uh, 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 verse 26. Deuteronomy 11, verse 26. Okay, Deuteronomy 11, verse 26. It says, Behold, look and see. I set before you this day, watch this, a what? A blessing and a what? Curse. Watch this, a blessing if you what? Obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this what? Day. And a what? Curse if you what? Okay, now, now, this is so simple, you got to pay somebody to get you to miss it. You got it? Now, you got to see, you got to understand, listen, whether or not the curse or the blessing is in operation in my life is my choice. Now, because, now, what you got to understand now, because these people are his people. And he's telling his people whether or not you're blessed or what? Curse, you got it, is based on what? Your choice. So you choose, watch this, what's in operation in your life. Watch this, not God and not the devil. All right? You choose. So now what you have to do is you have to make a choice because I'm saved now. 
I'm saying, listen, if my spirit leaves my body today, I'm going to spend eternity with the Lord. I'm saying, ain't nothing going to change that. You got it. But now what I need to ask myself a question is, is do I want this negative influence in operation in my life that may not only be impacting me, but may be impacting my children? I got to ask myself, because you go to Deuteronomy 30, 19, what does it say? I said before you did, choose life that, come on, thou, and thy what? And thy seed. So me choosing the blessing or the what? Curse can impact my seed. All right, and this is powerful. Okay, oh, what did I say? What did I say go to? I didn't, did I? Go to Numbers 22. Come on, because well, we're looking at the scriptures and we what? We're learning. See, but what, what you got to understand, I'm, I'm try, what I want you to see today is you need to understand that, you know, when you, when you, diso when you disobey God, you don't stop being God's child. You, you listen, you're still saved. Your salvation is still intact as long as you believe the right thing. But now, all that craziness that keep on showing up in your life, <laughs> that's probably a direct result of you knowing what to do and not doing it. Okay. Yeah, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. No, you got to, you got to accept it, man. That's, that's truth. It's truth whether you won't believe it or not. You got it? And this is why, listen, this is why, this is why we come to church. So if I got something that's operating in my life, watch this, and, it, and it's causing all this negativity, and I can do something about it to get it out, then I hope somebody would tell me how to get it out. No, nothing worked. I mean, this is why I said this before. I said, man, sometimes you got that, I mean, you got that, you got to just ask God, now, no, God, I'm always in the ditch. See, like every time I get a breath, a, a breather, something else come along. No, man. I do something about that. Numbers 23. Now we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna, man, I can't read all this, but we're gonna, we're gonna go to 22 first. 22, one verse 6. I'm gonna give you the context of what's going on. Now, listen, I listen, on in your study time, you need to, you know, read numbers 22 and 23, because it's a very interesting, or tw and 24, really, it's a very interesting account. You know, this is the account that people talked about when the donkey turned around and talked to the man. You got, this is, this is that account. <laughs> this is that account. But the, the man was trying to get the donkey to do something that God said, don't do that. The donkey said, huh? <laughs> You're going to strike me three times because I wouldn't go against God? You know, it, it's a very, man, it's a very good account. You got, but what we're going to do is we're just going to look at it as, it as it relates to what we're talking about today. Uh, Numbers 22, verse 1, and it says, And the children of Israel set forward and pitched in the plain of Moab on, the side, uh, on, on this side, Jordan, by Jericho. And Balak, the son of Zippor, saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites. And Moab was so afraid of the people because they were many, and Moab was distressed because of the children of Israel. And Moab said unto the elders of Midian, Now shall this company lick up all that are round about us, as the ox licking up the grass of the field. And Balak, the son of Zippor, was king of the Moabites at that time. He sent messengers therefore unto Balaam, the son of Bera, to Pethor, which is by the river of the land of the children of his people, to call him, saying, Behold, there is a people come out from Egypt. Behold, they cover the face of the earth, and they abide over against me. Come now, therefore, I pray thee, curse, curse me this people, for they are too mighty for me. Preadventure I shall prevail, that we may smite them, and that I may drive them out of the land. For I want that he whom thou blessed is blessed, and he whom thou cursed is what? Cursed. So now what happens is the king of Moab, he see the children of Israel, he see they destroying everybody in their path. So now he go against this guy named um, Balaam, you got it, to curse him. Because Balaam has this history. 
that whoever he cursed is what? Cursed. And whoever he blessed is what? Blessed. Now, to make a long story short, let, 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 let me go, go to a couple more scriptures and then, and then, we'll, then, we'll, then we'll move forward. Go to Numbers 23. Where we at? Yeah, go to 23. 23. Go to 23. Go to verse... Uh, All right. Go to go to verse nineteen. Go to verse nineteen. Then we'll then we'll then we'll I'll, t- I'll tell you what's going on. It says, "God is not a man that he should what lie. Neither the son of man that he should what repent. Hath he said and shall he not what? Y'all heard that before, ain't you? Okay, okay. Do it. Or hath he spoken and shall he not make it what good? Behold, look and see. I have received commandment to what bless, and he hath what bless." And I cannot. So, now, now, so this is what he tell. He said, now hold up, Doc. He said, now I can't go and curse somebody that God done bless. Okay, now let's, let's deal with this. Let me, let me deal with this. Now, how do folk think that somebody can put a curse on them and they saved? The witchcraft, the voodoo, the he do, the meal do. I don't care what do it is. No, no, you better understand. No, Doc, if, if, listen, if the Bible, now I'm going to show you, if the Bible says I'm what? Blessed. And that God has what? Blessed me. Can't no man reverse it. Now he made, now, now watch this, because this man was able to do it on other folk. That's why he called them. But he won't able to do it to the children of Israel. See, so just because somebody can curse them, come on, they, it does not mean they can curse what? you. Why? Because you can't curse what God has blessed. You got it? Now, now, now let's, let's look at this now. Now, watch this. Let's keep going. I'm going to show you something. Verse, uh, what is it? Verse 21. Very powerful right here. Make sure you underline this. He hath not beheld iniquity in Jacob. Ho, 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 ho. This clears it up all. Now, when we talk about Jacob, we're talking about Israel. He said, now watch this. You trying to get me to curse somebody whom there is no iniquity in. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, no, no, let's get right. Cause it, listen, listen, you got to understand, why, listen, why he couldn't curse him. At this time, there was no iniquity in what? Israel. Or it's talking about Jacob, it's talking about what? Israel. Well, let's keep, let's keep going. Verse, um, behold, I have received a, uh, verse um, 21. He hath not beheld iniquity in Jacob, neither hath he seen what? Perverseness in who? Israel. The Lord his God is what? With him. And the shout of a king is what? So watch it. See, here's the real reason why he couldn't do it. Because watch this. There was no perverseness or iniquity in him. Okay, I'm sorry. They were obeying God. See, because a whole lot of people think, you know, they just look at this, they look at this account, and then they say, well, who are he blessed? You can't no, 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 no. Let's get down to all the parts of it. Because he said there was no iniquity and no what? Perverseness. Per- 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 perverseness. So that means if there's iniquity and perverseness, Houston, we might have a problem. But you got to understand that this is the point they're coming out of Egypt. And, you know, they listen to God. They're doing what he's saying to do. He said, I can't. I said, man, doc, I can't curse them. Say nothing I can do. So now, as it relates to me as a child of God, watch this. My iniquity and my perverseness that is in my life may have something to do with all of this negative stuff that's coming in my life. Okay. Okay. No, see, it, it just couldn't be you. 
And that's why folk don't understand. For some reason, no, it can't be, it just can't be me, it just can't. No, baby, it can. Now, there's a scripture in Haggai that says this. He says, you, 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 you reap, but you, he said, you sow, but you don't reap. You do this, but you don't do that. He says, it's like putting a money in bag with holes in it. And then he says, thus consider your ways. So now, so what I have to understand and what you have to understand that, listen, I have something to do with this. I have something to do. And the only thing I got to do is make up my mind. Listen, that watch this. I'm going to obey God. You got If I miss it, I'm going to be quick to repent. And watch this. I'm going to get right back on the righteous course. This is what I'm going to do. Okay, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. All right. Now, uh, go to Ephesians. Simply understand, I got to understand, listen, it's my choice. It's my choice. Now, and this, listen, I'm telling you, man, this is one of the reasons why people don't want to come to church. Because you know why? Folk don't want to obey God. See, but somebody that it's been this lie perpetrated in the church that you can disobey God and you can still have all this positive stuff happening in your life. Not listen, that flows from God. Man, that's a lie. You can't prove that nowhere in the Bible, old or new. You can't prove it. You can't prove it. But somehow. You know, we just want to think so we can be confident that I can go out here and do all of these things that are against God. I know they're against God, but somehow God's still going to bless me. No, baby, God already has blessed you, but the blessing has no authority into your life because of your continual disobedience. You couldn't rebuke a cold. Okay. Man, let me move on. And this is the reality of it. This is the truth of it. Now, are you still saved? Yes. You're still saved. You're still on your way to heaven. I'm, I'm just getting to the reality of my life, man. I'm, man, I, I just want everything. Just tired of, tired of playing games, playing church and dirt and everything. Man, I'm ready to have some authority. They start talking about tornadoes, and it looked like it started coming to my house because I know I'm a blessed man. And I walk in the blessing, the curse has no authority on my property. So it may tear up every house around me. Come on, but it will not touch mine. Because I'm right out there telling it to go ye yonder. What? This is how we're supposed to what? This is how we're supposed to live. You got it. It is the blessing that is on your life that causes you to overcome the effects of the what? Curse. If it gets on you, it must get off you. It's got to go. Why? Because of this empowerment that I have. But I cannot expect to walk in this empowerment or you can say this authority and you disobeying God on every corner. You ain't doing nothing God tell you to do. I mean, you ain't doing what the written word tell you to do. Let's only talk about Rhema. Let's not talk about what he's speaking to you in, in the quietness of your spirit. No, let's, let's talk about the written word. Where he say love everybody and you hate everybody. Where he said do good, but you trying to harm. Where it says encourage and exhort, you gossiping and talking about. See, but that's okay. There's going to come a day, and it's coming very soon, where there are going to be people who gravitate towards the truth. They ain't going to have itchy ears. And they want somebody to tell them something that's going to make them feel good about their wretched life. 
There's a day coming. And I've been saying it since I was in Texas, where God is pulling a body out of the body. And, that, and it's, getting, it's getting stronger and stronger and stronger. I don't care how much I try to get away from it, it just continues to pull me back in. What did I say? Did I tell y'all where to go? Ephesians? Ephesians, Ephesians 1 and 3. Now, you tell me, you, te- you tell me, you should go read Old Testament and show me, why do we think that God going to do something for us that he wouldn't need to do for Israel? When he says, watch this, I'm the Lord thy God, and I change his what? Not. So why we think that, listen, you know, when Israel rebelled and stuff, they got placed in captivity. Read it. But when they did, when they did what God said do, they flourished. So now why do we think you got it. That he going to do anything other than that with us. Oh, oh, because we Americans. <laughs> Man, come on. Now we got, we got, come on. Now we got to be smarter than that. We got to be smarter than that. No, we, you got to learn how, how, do, how does God deal with his people? Does it mean that he didn't love? God ain't turned his back on Israel. And whoever tells you that line to you, they steal his people. And in the kingdom, they going to, listen, they're going to have, they're going to, they're going to have a certain role because they're Israel. That watch this, can't no man turn away. God loves the, God loves the Jewish people. People tell you in the church, hey, they talk about since now it's the church, he done turned his back on them. No. No. That's a lie. The prophetic timeline stopped with grace. And when the church is raptured, when we get up out of here, it's going to pick right back up with the children of Israel right where it left off. This is why when you read Matthew and you hear Jesus talking about it and you read the minor prophet like James, and all, they talking like the tribulation is right around the corner. Because what they didn't understand, that there were some things that was hidden that God did not reveal except to Paul. And it was the dispensation of the church or the grace age. And when the church leaves all hell breaking loose, because that prophetic timeline going to pick right back up. Right where it left off. Because a lot of them Jews, they think Christ ain't even been yet. You talk to them. That we're still waiting for the Messiah. So when he show up, see, now when he come for us, he ain't coming all the way. Y'all ready? He in the cloud. We're going to be caught up with him. He ain't setting feet. But when he come back after the tribulation, the Bible says he's setting his feet on the Mount of Olives. I think it's the Mount of Olives. Mount of Olives. I may mis- misquote that. But he's setting his feet feet in a specific place. You got it? And he's going to establish his what? Kingdom. And that's when they're going to, be, they're going to acknowledge that he is the what? Messiah. But boy, they done been through living hell. And everybody here that did not receive Jesus as Lord, watch this, they're going to want to die and the Bible said they ain't going to be able to die. He says, woe to them who have children with suck. What that mean? If you got little children, it's going to be a real bad time. All right? So this is what we need to understand. All right? Ephesians 1. Let me get back there. That's a sidebar. 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 It says, read this. It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Watch this. Who hath blessed us? Who has what? Bless has means what? Past tense. All right? Say so who has what? Blessed us with all spiritual, watch this, blessings in heavenly places in what? Christ. So now, what that means to me is that when I get saved, watch this, God blesses me. 
The moment I came into the body of Christ, God put this spiritual empowerment on my life that gave me access to every other spiritual thing, blessings, in the heavenly places. So now, I'm not looking to be blessed. I'm already what? Blessed. And I have access and right to all spiritual blessings. All right? Now, this is what Ephesians tells us. And, I, you know, I, I mess with Christian them at the house and stuff. You know, every time, you know, somebody sneezes, you know, the natural thing to say is bless you. And I, I say, I'm already blessed. And they get back, you don't get to be so spiritual. You know, but I, I just be messing, just have some jokey fun around the house. You got stuff like that. You got, but, but the bottom line is once you're saved, you need to understand that I'm already what? Blessed. God empowered me the moment I said yes to Jesus. Got it? He's, empo- he's empowered me. All right? So I have something on me that has the ability, power, and potential to combat anything that comes in my life that is contrary to the kingdom. This is just so profound. I won't please get it. Listen, Doc, anything, anything, I have it on me. Hallelujah. I have it on me. I listen, I don't have to try to get it. Yes. I already got it. But I have to acknowledge it. And number two, I got to work with it. I got to work with it, which simply means I got to learn how to obey God. Okay, watch this. Go to, go to, go to, uh, I'm almost done. Hmm. Eh, I don't need to do. Y'all been here for. Go to James. I'm gonna skip a couple verses, so I can let y'all out here in time. James one, James one twenty five. James one. You know, I was gonna take you to Job thirty six eleven and Isaiah one and nineteen, but y'all already know them. Got it? I just got man. I just got to obey God. That's all. I just got to obey God. If I obey and serve Him, I spend my days in prosperity and my years in pleasure. If you will be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you shall not, you will die by the sword because the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Got it? That's the word. So, so, so obedience, when it comes to the life of a believer, is very important. But somehow, you go to most churches and ain't nobody talking about obedience no more. Running over, overflowing, folk running all out the line. I mean, can't he get them in there? But ain't nobody talking about obedience. Watch it. I tell you, watch it. <laughs> read, read, listen, as you're reading the letters of Paul, if Paul is not addressing, watch this, the gospel, the gospel of Christ, he's addressing the behavior of the Christian. The Pauline letters. So now, if that's what he addressed in the letters, why are we talking about all this other stuff outside the gospel and people behavior? Why? Because folk don't want to hear it. They want to hear seven keys to getting your house paid off. You start, you start telling, listen, baby, if you will start obeying God, and this is what I'm going to show you today. If you will start obeying, where's my phone? This is what God, I was driving. I was driving myself from the holiday. But anyway, so I had to pull over and put my phone when I forget it, before I forgive it. And I'm going to show it to you in a minute. Uh, 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 listen, the blessing can produce what is beyond your ability to believe for. I'm going to show you this. Now, the blessing is triggered through obedience. So if you will just obey God, it'll produce things in your life that you don't have the ability to believe for. I'm going to show you in Scripture. I'm going to show you in Scripture. Right. And the Holy Spirit gave to you. He said, listen, see, y'all, you're sitting here. You try, yeah, you got to believe the kingdom, you know, is, is, is work built on faith. But when you get to a point where you can't believe me for something I said, if you would just obey me. If you, if, you would just, if you would just obey me, 
you're going to release the supernatural in your life. He says, so you got to get the importance of obedience. You can't, you can't, you can't write this out of the Bible. All right. Now, what what I say? I said, James 1. I said, James 1, 25. All right. I'm going to let y'all go. You know, summertime, you're in the summertime, so I'm going to try to, you know, start, you know, doing what I need to do, let y'all out here. Well, it's James 1, 25. It says, but whosoever, but whoso, I can say whosoever, look it into the perfect law of liberty. Somebody say the word. Look into the per- per- perfect law of liberty and continue with therein, continue with therein. You look at it and you continue in it. You ain't doing it on Sunday, but you're dropping it on Monday through Saturday. You continue with therein. He being not a forgetful here, what that mean? You heard it, but you ain't trying to do it. He says, watch this, but a doer of the what? This man, this man shall be what? Watch this, in his what? So watch this, if I'll just, watch this, hear the word and do the word, I ain't got to worry about stuff working for me. Okay, okay. No, 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 see, see, you ain't got to worry about whether your stuff going to work. You got it? But I just got to focus on, watch this, hear what God is saying to me and what? Doing it. That's all. And if I'll just do what God says to what? To do, oh, listen, I'm going to be blessed in all my deeds. So I ain't got to spend my time where, well, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't worry if that works. What, what, what God telling you to do? Do it. This is why Paul told, told him in scripture, he said, listen, he said, man, when, when I heard this, when I received this of the Lord, he says, I did not confer with flesh. I ain't had to have no conversation with nobody. Not even, not even, I ain't even had to have no conversation with my what? Self. Because this is what God has said. And this is what I'm going to what? Do. In the old church, they used to say it when we was coming up. God said it. Come on, I believe it. And that what? And that sells it. That's it. Now, why we, why we sitting here doing all this back and forth on about what God said? What has God said? Is, did God tell you to love folk? Yes. Uh, ain't a whole lot of y'all ain't shaking y'all head, ain't saying nothing. Like y'all don't know what scripture said. Did God tell the child of God, the believer, to love folk? Yes. yes. Okay, now here, why, why, here's the question. Why ain't we loving them? He didn't say, well, you know, Lord, you just, you just don't know what they did to me. You know, they did this. That joker sat there and left me with them five kids. No, no, then he done got married and got him five other kids, and he ain't sending me no check or nothing. I hope that joker die. Can't stand them. Every time I think about them, just make me sick on my stomach. Did God say that? And now you wonder why. No, 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 no. Now you wonder, you wonder why you can't get ahead. You got it. You stuck on struggle not because he left you. You stuck on struggle because you won't obey God. Oh, thank you for that one hand clap. You got, let's just call it what it is. Folk going to do, as long as you live in this earth, folk going to do you what? Wrong. Okay? Now, so what did God says to do when folk do me wrong? Love them and what? Forgive them. Now, that's what he say do. So now, when you choose to do anything other than that, then that places you in continued disobedience. So now, because you're in a place of continued disobedience, even though you're blessed by God, the curse has access to your life. But what about tell the church? Don't tell folk that. I'm going to tell you, just say this confession. No, you can't you say that confession until Jesus come back. If you don't get your heart right, ain't nothing happening. Some of y'all been having confession since you've been in this church. I ain't seen nothing. 
I didn't say who. I did not call any names. So why ain't the confession bringing it up? It's more than just that. And this is what happens in the church. We sit there, man. I'm, 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 I was a byproduct. You sit there and you hear all the, yeah, 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 I'm going to get this from God. I'm going to get that from God. Oh, yeah, 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 I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And then you look back, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't seen none of that. Well, what's going on? Well, I, I guess it really don't work. So you stop doing it. Here's the question. Did God say in his word to do it? No, no, no this is what you said. If God said in his word to do it, watch this, and you obey it, even though you can't believe for the return on it, God's still going to do it. And that's a testimony of scripture. If it ain't coming to pass, it's because, watch this, you better check your ways. You better look at your life and see, what am I, what am I doing wrong? And sometimes it's just, we out there doing what we want to do instead of God told you. God didn't tell you to go get a new car. If you'd have took that $500 that you were paying on that car note because you already had a car, and you start taking that $500 and paying on some of that bills, the bills and stuff you got, instead of going to get a car that you didn't need, Maybe your tail wouldn't be broke right now. But no, I just had to have it. Y'all wonder why I've been there. <laughs> no, I've been, been right there. You got No, I got to ask God. Just because I can do it, don't mean that I should do it. You got it because God know what I don't know. See, he know in six months your job going to lay you off. No, he know. This is why you need to check with him before you make major purchases. See, I made some of this. I'm just, really, I, I'm really just getting. But we just go out and we make the purchase, and we ain't said nothing about God. We ain't said nothing to God. Why? Cause it's my money. I can do what I. Well, okay, now when when business slow up in six months, and you got to take back. No, you ain't gonna take it. They gonna come take it. You got so this is why we need to talk to who God when it comes to major. I'm listen. I'm telling. I'm, I'm like, I'm like I'm, hold up, hold up. Let's see what the Lord is saying. That's why, man. I'm telling you, Lord ain't saying that I ain't doing it. If I ain't got an assurance in my heart that I believe that this is what God is saying, well, the brother gonna stay right where he is. I'm telling you now, it's it's crazy. It's one thing to be foolish in your younger days. It's a whole nother thing to be an old fool. No, that, no that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother ball game now. The whole nother ball game. You know, all of us little foolish when we're young. I'm not, now I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about number. I'm talking about but when we come to the revelation of Christ, you born again. You're a new person. You got it. so you know in those young, no, you know you you made some you know, some mistakes. You got it because you were young. You got it. But now here we go, 15 years later, and you making the same mistake. There's something wrong. And you, and you ride there trying to look in scripture to try to find a loophole. <laughs> you know how you know how would joke a door when they don't want to play taxes? They're going to find something that's going to validate them to do what they know they shouldn't do. Yeah, yeah. And then they mad when they get caught on it. James, what did I say? James, uh, James. Okay, let's, we, we almost done. We done, y'all, almost. Let me see, right here. Uh, uh, go to Luke 5. This is what I'm going to show you, then we, we done. Luke 5, verse 1. Shoot, you got, you got struggles in your life? Man, you know, deal with them. Got it? Step in a hole, fall, get back up. Don't live in it. There are things that you, that you want to do that your flesh want to do all the time that ain't the will of God. And the, and the problem is the only way you get any relief from it is die. I'm, I'm, I'm just being straight up. 
Because your flesh was trained by this world. And it was trained to be selfish, mean, all those kinds of things. It's, tra it's trained to say hurting words when you know they're going to hurt before you let them out of your mouth. You got, so what I got to do is I got to come against that. I got to tell my flesh, you will no longer have authority in my life. This is why fasting is important, y'all. You know why? Because when you fast, simply what you do is your spirit tell your flesh you ain't eating. So now what happens is, is now, watch this, your flesh begin to learn that the spirit has authority over the flesh. This is why Jesus said that once I go, it's going to be important for you to fast. He said, let me talk to my boys about fasting now. They don't need to fast. I'm here. But he said, when I go, then it's going to be important for them to what? Fast. Because they're going to be in situation after situation where their flesh is going to want to do something that their spirit is going to have to take authority over. And through fasting, I train my flesh that you're not in control. Watch this, the spirit is. But boy, we start talking about fasting in the church. Well, what can we eat? <laughs> y'all know y'all come on y'all know come on y'all know come on y'all know y'all laugh cause y'all know too hey yeah boy yeah we what's on it 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 I got to have something I know you ain't telling me I can't have nothing <laughs> y'all know y'all know y'all know telling the truth that's why, that's why I'm saying but then you don't understand why we stay under the control of natural impulses. Got it? Fasting don't move God. God already moved. Luke 5. Last scripture we'll look at. We looked at this, 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 this a thousand times. But I tell you, this is why you continue to look at Scripture, because the Spirit of God will show you things you ain't never seen before. All right, Luke 5, verse 1. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Genezareth and saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the what? Ship. Now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, said unto the people, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a what? Draw. All right. So he told Peter to do something. All right. Now, listen to Peter. And Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken what? Now, so he tells Peter to go out into the deep. You got it? To catch a whole lot of fish. Peter turns around and tells Jesus, done been there, done done that, we ain't caught nothing. All right? So now that lets me know when Peter goes out there, he ain't expecting to catch nothing. He ain't expecting to catch nothing because he, he already told Jesus, I already been there, and I ain't what? But the scripture didn't stop right there. But it says, nevertheless. At thy word, I will do what you said. Now, now watch this. Now, even though I can't believe for it, I'm just going to do it because you said so. Now, what happened? Come on, come on, come flip my neck. Come in there, come in there, come in there. Verse 6, verse 6, verse 6. And when they had this what? They enclosed a great multitude of what? And their neck what? Now here's my question. Here's my question that you got to ask yourself right now. Did Peter catch those fish because he believed them? No. Did he experience the supernatural because he believed for it? No, he experienced the supernatural because he simply obeyed God. Oh, oh, glory be to God. I can get more hand claps than that. Yeah. So even, watch this, when I am struggling with believing God for something, if I can just do what God said, 
to do, I'll still get the supernatural result even though I didn't have the faith to produce it. This is, this is, how, this is how powerful obedience is. And this is why, listen, but this is why the devil, this is why the devil fights us on obeying. Because he knows, watch this, if we just simply obey God, if you don't do nothing else for the rest of your life, but just do what God tells you to do, I guarantee you, I don't care if you don't say not now faith confession. I don't care if you don't do not one Hail Mary. I don't care if you don't do, no, I don't care what it is. I don't care if you don't do nothing, but simply just do what God tells you to what? Do, you will live a supernatural life. Period. See, now, now see, cause, cause let's, let's, let's take all the, all the, all the, you know, the little gotta do this and gotta do that and gotta do this and gotta do that. Let's take all that out of the way. And let's get this thing simple. Okay? Just, come on, just obey. That is the what? Way. It's a song. What is that song? What is that song? Trust and obey. And that is the what? There is no other way. You got, so let's just get back to the basics, y'all. Come on. What is this word telling you to do? Whatever this word is telling you to do, just do it. You, listen, you, you ain't heard nothing. You ain't heard no rainbow word from God. Just find out what he told you to do in here. He told you to love folk, just love them. He told you to forgive them, just forgive them. He told you to give. Come on, just give. Why you sitting here going back? Well, I don't know about that time. I don't know. What did he say? Just obey. Even if you can't believe for the return. If you are just, God going to make sure. He going to make sure. What you can't believe for? He said, don't worry. I got it. He says, I'll take care of that. Because it really won't depend on you anyway. You got it? He said, he said no, I, I, see, I can handle this. See, see, the only thing I need for you to do is just get you out in the way. Come on and just listen to me. Understand that I do know a little bit more than you, and I'll never steer you in the wrong direction. He says, if you really want your life to change, he says, just obey me. Get the Lord a hand clap of praise. I'm doing it. That's obey. Just obey me. Just obey me. That's it. For more lessons from Pastor Anthony Jones and New Life Church, please subscribe to this podcast. You can also go to newlifewoc.com for our live streaming service times. Thanks for listening.